0: I switched my um, focus and my interest um, from science to real estate uh, and to growing my own business.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Thank you, and welcome to another episode of the Gentle Art of Crushing It. Today I am, you know, very pleased to have Benjamin Huang with us, and you know, so um, Benjamin, please tell us just a, a little bit about yourself, your background, you know, where and how you found success as you define it. And please include something interesting about you that, you know, most people wouldn't know about you.
0: Sure. So uh, my my background really is scientist and engineer. Um, I I have been spending my uh, first two and a half decade of my life um, growing myself into a professional, you know, scientist and engineer. Also, I was involved in a lot of interesting topic, including, you know, last pandemic, Ebola virus. Um, also, I've been working with a lot of very talented, you know, scientists throughout the world. Um, so that that has been a great uh, chapter to my life. Um, since uh, probably about a decade ago, I started to learn that um, really... Uh, uh, if you're if you're doing something uh, valuable and the wor- the world acknowledge it then you would get basically the uh, equivalent of work right um, whether it's monetary or whether it's you know um, other form but uh, really you know uh, uh, the past decades I've been trying jump- jumping into real estate and since I Become a real estate investor. I have been to a lot of up and down. We have some point, you know, acquired, uh, you know, smaller multifamily up to about 30 units, um, and then realize it's a job. And then I still, you know, uh, slowly liquidate all that. And jumping into much larger deals of apartment syndication, so I'm now uh, basically are doing apartment syndication. We focus on 80 plus units, apartments, you know, complexes. Um, Our market mainly in uh, Dallas, Texas, Jacksonville, Florida, Um, and we're always looking for you know uh, investor to join us.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank, thank you so much, Benjamin. And, um, you know, you and I have got to know each other a little bit um, over the past year or so. And um, we were talking before the show started that um, you've actually made great strides. And um, so it's... it's- It's really exciting, you know, seeing how it's been a little bit since we've caught up to hear the progress that you've made. And I'm, you know, like I told you before we started, I'm really proud of you. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people um, choose to kind of sit on the sidelines. As opposed to get in and get engaged in their life and get in the game. And uh, you're definitely in the game. You're definitely engaged. And, uh, you know, what's more, you are actually putting in a very strong effort. And so, you know, just, just want to say, say that and say, uh, you know, I applaud you for that. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Now, now, Benjamin, please share with us one or more of your favorite successes that you were either, you know, a part of, you contributed to, or solely created on your own.
0: Yeah. So um, I I I see myself having the biggest success when I uh, made uh, make my make a biggest mistake, right? So um, I believe that you know all all kind of you know achievements come from something that require you to overcome a certain hurdle or some some sort of difficulty uh, that you previously were not able to feel comfortable uh, comfortable about right so um, one of my biggest um, challenge you know specifically in real estate journey uh, was really my first rental right the, the very first time I was trying to buy a house from nothing right back to that time I was still a uh, basically a w-2 um, worker um, I was I was making you know um, uh, Pretty low wages, uh, and at the same time, I have uh, a project to serve and whatnot. But I found myself one day uh, read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I found myself not being able to, you know, stay away from it. That book was the very first book that since I I was born, I was reading it day in and day out, and I was not even sleeping, you know, because I just can't get rid of the ideas of building up the cash flow out of my mind, right? So that was really the moment that I decided to say, jump into real estate. Um, my girlfriend at the time, who's my, fr- my, my wife now, she was very um, surprised. That you know, uh, men like me who care about sleeping so much was staying up for reading a book, and I'm not the kind of person who, who uh, you know, um, you would know you know enjoy reading a lot, right? So really, um, that is when you know big changes are coming, and then after starting the books over and over and over and over again for like less than a month. I decided to take action, right. I start talking to the bank, I start visiting the bank. I start you know driving around looking for deals, I start talking to brokers and whatnot. And eventually, I buy one property that is right by a university. A, and, and that, that uh, house has become the biggest nightmare of my life, but that turns into the biggest success for my life initially it was basically a uh, four-bedroom condos um, and uh, we I, i i was having this vision that i i need to you know have it cash flow and i see the possibility that hey i can turn this four bedroom into a seven bedroom and then rent it out to a student you know with that idea, i you know was you know just walking the property, I was studying days and nights about the regulation, how to get the permit, and find the, you know, uh, 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 people tell me to remodel it, you know, um, and, you know, wasted a a bunch of money, uh, you know, trying to get the right persons, you know, to the job and whatnot. Uh, As a result, I was the person who were putting together a, Uh, I think 14 or 15 pages report to the the building department to acquire the permit and when I get the permit the person in the building department was telling me hey with the degree of the study and details that you put into a report I I, I don't believe I've ever heard someone get the uh, permit within a week and you were able to get it for three days. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I was just, you know, uh, uh, approaching it with the level of details when I was writing a scientific paper, right? I hear I, I, I about those details, and I, and I put put those in, I reference those in, and, and at the same time, I visit the person who I know to be um, reviewing the permit and really are the one who can make the decision. And he was actually a contractor. I was basically just drive to his you know work workplace and like ask, hey, if I were to make these changes, uh, what what is the proper way of doing it? If I were to make that changes, what's the proper way? And and he was he, he thought I was a potential you know client, and so he was openly telling me all that. And toward the end of the conversations I was just offering him to uh, you know, to, to grab a coffee and then I presented the report and he was so surprised and just signed the paperwork and the next day we closed the, the, the property. The very next day he started to do my to, to, to do the job. So that, that, that was that was really I want to say the the, the first victory. Of, of my real
1: estate journey. Yeah, that that's awesome. What a hack and you know, I don't know how common that is that you have the contractor, you know, who is reviewing like, you know, permits, building permits, right? So that's, that was just super smart and going straight to the source. Obviously, I'm sure you treated him well with respect and you know, um, or he wouldn't have spent that much time with you. So I think, you know, soft skills, people skills is, um, you know very important in in any industry right but um i also wanted to touch on you know rich dad poor dad uh, robert kiyosaki he he changes a lot of people's brains through that book they can never be undone once you once you read that book and um so i definitely can understand the obsession i try to revisit that book every year Um, And you know, we're pretty new into this year so I haven't done it yet, but um, yeah, so I I love that. That's awesome. Now what would you say is one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from this experience? I
0: think uh, don't avoid making mistake is what I have learned most and that become one of my principle, Um, you know, uh, to deal with any sort of challenges happen in my life. Um Really, I think you know, if you have passion to a certain thing and really you are aware that is the passion that you truly love and that will stick to you for some time, then just go out there and do what you believe, what you love, and fall in love to every single bit of it, including a mistake, right? Because you know, people are avoiding to make mistakes that usually trigger people to avoid taking action. Mm-hmm. and making a mistake not only help us learn but also help you see progress and get a sense of accomplishment you know at the time you you know overcome it right and so basically you know really if, if, if there's just one thing I can tell the younger version of myself or even my kid is that find your passions and just go all in um, you know, your risk is way lower when you're younger. So there's, the, the best time was yesterday, but the second best time is right now.
1: I agree, um, you know, a thousand percent, when you're young and youthful, time's on your side, right? And so you can go, like for example, I had friends in that, um, you know, got incredibly good at playing guitar, and what they did was, when they're in high school and they came home, they'd do their homework and they would play guitar for like four or five hours a night. And then these guys got to like crazy high levels of you know, skill there. And because you, you have very little responsibility at that point in time, it's the best time to, and even after, you know, let's say in your, you're in your 20s, uh, even 30s, 40s, 50s, if you have a passion, start spending 60s, 70s, start spending time on your passion. And don't allow the mistakes. You know, I just really love what you said. It's very wise because if your fear of making a mistake is so strong and you're just focusing on that fear of making a mistake, you won't actually, like you said, take action. And life's too short. Uh, you can't actually learn, you know, without making mistakes. And even if you're trying to not make mistakes, uh, you're going to make them, right? So embrace the mistake, I think is, uh, you know, the, um, you basically said that. So I love that. Yeah, Another. But- Quick thing that I heard, you know, quite a long time ago from uh, Brian Tracy is fail forward fast. You know, make your mistakes quickly in rapid succession. Learn from them. Um, but yeah, life's too short. We gotta enjoy it, right? Exactly, and and if I can add one thing to it is,
0: you know, uh, trying to make mistake that um, you can learn from other peoples, right? <laughs> a lot of mistakes have been made and you don't have to necessarily made the same mistake to learn, you can learn from other people's mistake.
1: Yes. And one of the best and I think most affordable ways to do that is by reading books, right? And, you know, learning from our parents, um, friends, and, uh, it's really important that we have friends and we're networking cause we can, that's also a great way, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Now, Benjamin, would you mind telling us, you know, some of the, or one of the most incredibly difficult experiences that you've walked through and what you learned from them or it?
0: yeah so i um i I have to say uh turn or su- uh, switching my mindset from doing smaller multifamily to larger multifamily was a huge step to me um there was a point that I truly believe as so long as I have enough uh houses I'll be able to financial free until I hit about thirty, and until I figured out that was actually a job, right? And uh, before I hit that mark, I was, um, you know, a big believer of every bit of what I learned from Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? And it's not to say that Rich Dad Poor Dad concept is not right. It's it is it is completely you know magical, and it was great. However, that's based off of the assumptions that you need to put effort into, you know, your properties, and those probably uh, properties, when they become a portfolio, then that become a business, right? And there is very little to no hands-off business out there that can still be profitable, and you get to still grow it, un- unless you can build a system, right? And when you learn that a system required to help you grow or scale, you quickly realize you can't do everything by yourself, and therefore, getting into a larger scope, larger scale was the way to go, right? So first step, making it work. Second step, scale. When you get up to a certain scales, you put into you. You basically learn how to build a system. If the system work, great. If the system doesn't work, then you will make make some mistake and improve upon it. So I would say, you know, switching my mindset from smaller multi to large multi was a big thing because smaller and the other thing is smaller multi really is about solo show, right? You get to do it yourself. You if you are smart enough, if you are if you work hard enough, if you just follow people's step by step and you can make it but there will be a limit there's a ceiling up there that 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 you know that will that will basically limit your growth
1: there's only so much time in, in any day exactly yeah i love that um yeah and um yeah it's uh that's that's really really cool and um i also love that you how you kind of you know went into the systems if it's if it's working, scale, right? If it's not, fix what's not working, right? And then scale. Yeah. yeah. And then rinse and repeat, I guess, right? So, yeah. but uh, very cool. Um, now, let me just go ahead and shift the conversation a little bit. You kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you were sent back in time to age 18, knowing what you know now, and uh, you know how would you fast track your success or streamline your life or design it the way that you you know, would, would like to?
0: I think if I were to uh, get back to when I was younger, then I would allow myself to explore as many things as possible right um, I, I originally was born in Taiwan and within the uh, uh, you know cultures and you know mindset that Asian country are having is that you either be a doctor, Or you go to a good school, find a good job, get a good wage or salary position and live your life uh, out of it, right? But uh, we focus too much on the only few that most people see to be successful and ignore the the possibility of the exponential growth if you allow yourself to work on something you truly love, right? I switched my um focus and my interest um from science to real estate uh and to growing my own business uh when I was third uh when I was thirty years old. And that was too late to me. Um if I were to know okay, I have this interest, I have the business mindset and I truly enjoy um, business development and whatnot then I may have been, you know, um, approaching this direction earlier, or at minimum, I get to learn a lot more before I have to jump on it, right? But that 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 is not to say that I don't like what I did for science, science, and, and engineering. You know, um, life I still love it. Uh, it's just that that is not something that I would be extremely excited to do when I, you know, wake up every single morning. I think you're on mute.
1: Doc. I think you're on mute. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what I was saying is that that's important, um, you know, wake enjoying what you do, because, uh, you know, waking up and looking forward to your day, uh, because when times get tough, you know, and things become very challenging. It's it's going to be you know anything that you can think of, sort of like David Goggins talks about his cookie jar cookie jar, and all of his thoughts that help motivate him. But if you're doing something that you're passionate about, it's much easier to continue moving forward. Um, you know, in the face of challenges, but also I think you're going to experience flow a lot more often, where time seems to fly by and you're be, being very efficient, right? Yeah
0: yeah and 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 also uh one thing we kind of touched on in the earlier you know the, the part of the, this interview was about making a mistake right um it's it's really easy to say that I try to fall in love with every bit and, and i mean including mistake right but most of the time when when there's a setback or there's a mistake right it, it it usually come with stress usually come with you know, pain usually come with you know sadness or, or whatnot, right? And um, like unless you you are in a business or in the industry in the in 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 the activity that you love, you truly have passion with. It's it's very difficult to turn those mistake, those you know negative, you know energy into something positive, right? Um, I, I I found myself to be e uh easier um or easily turning those negative energy into 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 uh something positive when I was doing something that I'm passionate with right um and make a mistake even become something that I would feel excited about right i would i was i would be looking forward to a next mistake because that is usually where I can live up and start level up
1: you know to the next step yeah. No, that's great. It's a great outlook, and uh, you know, kind of just to also, you know, revisit the thought that, you know, some, a lot of times mistakes come with pain, growth, and discomfort. Um, so, also, you know, with that being said, I've discovered a few ways to be able to handle the discomfort and the stress and pain during, you know, quote unquote, stressful times. And I think that that's really, really important. Um, you know, so um, for me, what I'll start to do is go, okay, what is, if this, if what if the sky falls, what's the worst case scenario? And, you know, then can I live with that? Yeah, I can. Because basically, as long as I have my family, I'm fine, right? So then what I'll also do is start to look at like how much time how much abundance do i have like so if i'm feeling stressed sometimes you know my temptation is to work really hard on you know just get into the grind and try to push forward but what i think um, is very helpful sometimes is to experience abundance take the day off take a couple hours off go fishing go do a sport go play with your pets hang out with your family um, experience abundance right that's one Um, you know, tool that I use to deal with um, stress. And so is there anything that you know, kind of comes up for you that you found is helpful for you during uh, the tough times?
0: I I, I love the way you say experience the uh, abundant is right, because most, most people, um, when they, especially when people are just getting started, um, they see those time that they hang out with their family, you know, do something enjoyable to be the time wasted right? Not doing business, unfortunately. Not, uh, you know, building up their, their, their next financial goal, or whatnot. Right. I mean, I, I truly believe that if you have a well-planned time, then you should really enjoy every bit of it. Right. No matter yes. you're building off your business or that is a family time, you spend time with family or whatnot. Right. So I, I love the way that you put it in the way of, um,
1: you know, experience the abundance. I think people resonate that, you know, very well. It's so important. I, I believe because for me, anyways, what ends up happening is when I am sort of getting stressed, there's typically a financial loss or a financial constraint, which kind of, you know, automatically or yeah, I guess like by default, which is something I'm work on, working on, it puts me into scarcity like mindset, right? And the more I kind of stay there, um, you know, what do we have to do to be safe? What do we have to be do to be secure? The more I start to, you know, constrict and then a downward spiral begins, right? As opposed to looking up, looking towards my goals and my dreams and looking towards how you know remembering we only have one life to live and how do i want to look back from like age 85 on my life where did i spend my time and did i you know <laughs> like learning from mistakes from things i did in the past where i had these you know really stressful times and you know what i you know had done in the past unfortunately is is share that stress with my family and you know now i look back on that time i can't ever get it back and so i never want to do that again right so yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love love that. It. um, you know, what are your thoughts, Benjamin on mindset and how to go from a non success mindset uh, to a successful mindset or a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset? Yeah, that
0: that that is a that is a very topic that I, I i also has been, you know, the focusing on, you know, not just on my personal level, but also on, you know, the, um the message that I want to spread to the world, right? Um, I'm I'm also running a podcast called MIT Podcast, that stands for Mindset Into Transformation. Um, The main thing that uh, I name my podcast to be, you know, MIT Mindset Into Transformation is that I believe all motivation uh, eventually will grow into action, and the actions will eventually grow into result. Right. And the motivation plus your emotion, the the positivity or negativities that you carry along with your actions deter the result. Yes. Right. And just just for a quick example, if you go out to a street and are looking for properties and if you approach to a homeowner um, with the a, a smiley face, having a positive mindset that hey, I'm going to be a, the best friend with this, you know, a seller, or the the property owners. No matter if I get to buy this property or not, we're going to be the best friend. If you carry with that mindset, you would approach it in the way that hey, I just want to know you, and I want to let you know this property is beautiful. I love it, and why I love it and what I want to do about it, I, I, I wanted to make changes or whatnot, right, blah, blah, blah. Right, it, that, that, that comes with a positivity mindset. But if you were coming to, you know, uh, uh, with, with, an, with the negative energy and whatnot, and just thinking about, hey, this property is going to make me millions, I have to take it down no matter what, and I don't care who is living in there, I want them out and sell this property to me because I want to make the million. Then you will be approaching it, you know, in the way that hey, you're just only about money, and most people care about money. But most people care about the money go to them, not the money go to other people. So, yeah, right, <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> right. So that 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 would be a huge misalignment, um, you know, and 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 that would cause um, you know you to to have a less de- a desirable result,
1: mm-hmm. right. You're less likely so, to get the property.
0: Yes, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I I learned that in every single um, action, every single goal that I try to, you know, uh, accomplish, I position myself in a way that, um, that 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 you know, if I were on the other side, what would be the approach that I would enjoy more? I would. Be more probable to say yes, right, and and that always and that always lead to a positive mindset and really positioning yourself with, you know, uh, a kind friendliness and abundance mindset. No matter what you're doing.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and I'm glad that you mentioned your podcast, and I was uh, very grateful that you had me on it. And um, it is a awesome podcast. I have listened to a few episodes. I do recommend that everybody, you know, subscribe and uh, listen to his podcast. And with you bringing up the name mindset into transformation, um, it is a very interesting name because the transformation comes from the mindset. So you have to have the mindset, and you have to. One amazing thing that I've epiphany that I've had recently about mindset is. It is a consistent. So we we talk about you know spirit, mind, and body. We have to be feeding all three of these. And when we're talking about mind, we have to be feeding our mind with like you know education and a lot of different things. But we need to also be feeding our mindset. And so the changes will happen in the mindset before they happen you know in reality. And so as if we want to transform. I actually like the phrase transform, humans transform over humans change because um, it it seems to make more sense to me. So, but if we want to transform our lives, our person, our character, it needs to start inside first. You know, 100% of the time.
0: Exactly, and um, and like you said, transformation is a word that is, there's difference with the word change or mm-hmm. even the word result, right? Um, transformation is about you becoming the other state of you. Right? It's yeah. really about the, uh, the better versions of you that you would enjoy being more, right? And um, so, so mindset, mindset is truly something that, that, that not only drive you into the action like I previously mentioned, but also put you into a new state of you, And a new state of view where you get your visions, you know, what you would own, what you would enjoy being, what you would be enjoyed doing, what you would be enjoying, you know, with, you know, with with the, the type of people, you, you know, you want to hang out with, or, or, or putting yourself into a certain network or whatnot. That, that specific state is where we're, where where all the people are looking for instead of just a specific result, right? if we take a step back and really think about hey, how much of money would make you happy? Most people are thinking about a million, two million, ten millions, twenty millions, hundred million right those are numbers, but how did you come up with that numbers and really if you really get that number, would you really be happy? Look at how many people get in lottery, and what are the results turning to them, right? A lot of
1: times, not good.
0: Yeah. So um, it's it's really about whether you are ready for your new state of yourself. If you are, then the result will come. The thing that you know come with that new state of you will come,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, for example. You know, um, a lot of people who have done, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of business or, you know, net exceed one billion. And a lot of guests that I'm interviewing in my podcast, they are in that state of themselves that will naturally attract those desirable results. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and they are they chasing it? Maybe a little bit. But really, what they're after is to really enjoy the new state of themselves, mm-hmm. and that just comes with the desirable thing that 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 they wanted, whether it's uh, money, whether it's fame, whether it's some other thing, right? So yes. that's where the transformations come from.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it, and you know, states are in. in you know, you and I met through Jason Drees, you know, coaching community. And Jason talks about frames, and I think frames and states are very uh, similar, almost interchangeable. There's, you know, but there's with states. There's in frames. There's unlimited, right? So it's very important. Kind of like you said. Now, what we're because I love that you brought up the the money thing, right? Because if we don't handle how to be happy now, how to enjoy the process now, how to enjoy life now. We have to handle it at some point, tomorrow, next week. When we hit the million dollar status and we haven't handled how to be happy if we're not happy, how to enjoy life if we don't enjoy life, then we still have to handle it. So what the mind does a lot of times is we go, well, the $1 million mark was not the right mark. Now it's gotta be 10 million. And then they shoot and get 10 million, right? And then they still haven't handled happy or how to be happy, how to enjoy life. It's going to continue to be elusive until they address that. There's something that somebody taught me a long time ago and it's basically like you know, God or the universe you know, will bring you to a river and if you don't cross it, it will bring you back to the river. If you don't cross it, it will bring you back. It keeps bringing you back to this river until you cross it. So I think the river is – st- what state do we want to spend most of our time in? we want to be angry, frustrated, you know, um, living in self-doubt, fear, anxiety? Or do we want to be happy, like abundant, giving, generous, loving, caring? Like, um, you know, patient and, you know, experiencing affluence, which is like a, a, just a fun word to say. It's up to us and nobody can do it for us. Another thing that I learned from Brian, I love this saying from Brian Tracy. I learned it when I was like 16 years old. And just like at first I was like, I'm trying to understand what he means because it just seems obvious. But the phrase is, if it's to be, it's up to me if anything if we're going to create in our dreams we have to learn how to do it and I, i really truly believe that we like what you said we have to learn how to be in this state state management like tony robbins would say um so that then we can start to you know for lack of a better term manifest the results that we are looking to to create because one last thing. I, I know you've seen this. I know anybody who's listening or watching this in the future has experienced moments and times where things come like easy. And I used to s- spend a lot of time there, and totally got my mind, you know, mixed up and wound up. And now I'm trying to undo it and go back to hey, enjoying life is most important. So yeah, it's huge. Yeah,
0: it, exactly. And and I I. I I used to have uh, trouble really um, imagine what the new state of myself is, or like Jason's, you know, way of putting it is the frame, right? And then I figured this uh, way that that uh, become easier to me, and I hope you know that 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 create value to your audience as well is really sit down and imagine you're going to write a novel about yourself, about a new state of you. If you're going to write a novel and in that novel, what are the things that this character of you, the new state of you, is going to experience? What are the story that you want to you want this character to experience and happen? What are the people, the network that these that this character, this person, this new state of you would have or would have connect with right and, and and what are the the financial status look like what are the the character look like personality look like right really sit down and just even write a page or two about this person that would help you discover what is the the next state of you or the most desirable state of you look like and this change I mean this this state of yourself can change over time, but in every second, <coughs> excuse me in every second, you can truly write down that most desirable state of you, and then you will you will be able to discover the abundance you know and and I mean that's easier for you to just imagine you being that character. what are the world look like right? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my, 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 my little, um, you know, uh, tr- uh, trick to, to, to help myself.
1: Yeah. I love that. I'm definitely going to do that. And, um, I think it's so important, uh, actually, I think you're going to get v- much better results when writing this out as a, for me personally. Um, I should just say I will get much better results writing this out, but I'd encourage anybody listening to actually take the time to do this because you're looking at what 30 minutes an hour, maybe two hours. It goes as long as you want, but it's not taking that much time. Um, but I do think that when you write it out is much more likely to come to pass plus you can revisit it more frequently. Um, one of the interesting things that I did is uh, you know, when I was nineteen is, I wrote out a bunch of goals but one of them was that um, I was going to get married to somebody like the woman of my dreams at 35 and I missed it by one year, 36, right? But I also a couple years later wrote out in detail what this woman was going to be like and it's literally my wife and I wrote this at probably age 24. Right? So 10, 11, 12 years in, in advance, um, that's the power of writing it down and spending some time and actually getting it ingrained in our subconscious and feeling those emotions. But that's such a, a an awesome exercise, Benjamin. Thank you for sharing that. And I definitely yeah, will do I, it. I'm going to share my results with you too. So awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, I have to say, I got inspired by my kid. My my two years old kid. Okay. He was. Um, I mean, we have we have this. Uh, you know the, the, poster. You know, posting on 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 the wall. And one day he just decided to grab some paint and start painting, start drawing things on it. And I was like, okay, um, maybe I'll just do the same. And he was just drawing our family. He was drawing, the, you know, his dad, me, and his mom and the grandpa, grandmas and the cars and whatnot. And I was figure why don't I just draw the new state of me? Why don't I just sit down and really draw like like draw out what it would looks desire the new state of me. and, and, and that really lead to you know, those actions and, 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 and that, that picture is still
1: still sitting in my office today. Reminding me every single day. I love it. Yeah, a powerful reminder. And um, you know, so that's awesome. Okay, now let me ask you this uh, Benjamin, if there was a key that unlocked or helped to unlock success in your life, again, as you define it, success, um, what would that key be? Uh, I would say make a
0: mistake, just like what I've been saying, really, um, learning from mistake is the most effective way to learn, to me. Um, and some other people's mistake help me grow quickly, but those are not as deep as a mistake that you make, right? So, um, as you uh, are allowing yourself to do what you love, truly love you, you know a lot of mistake come with it, and those mistake are truly what I see to really unlock my success, and. Um, Nowadays I love to share more about the mistake I make instead of the so-called success because I believe success is about, um, you know, how you grow into a new state of you, right? And and, and and this new state of me really is
1: what I would define deep of my mind of success. And, you know, there's a lot to I think when we're sharing mistakes from other people, one it shows them because in this day and age, when if you spend any time on social media, they're basically everybody's perfect. They have a perfect life. They don't make mistakes, right? So when we're sharing mistakes with our audience, with our friends, with our you know business partners, business associates, clients, etc., we are actually showing them, hey, not only do we make mistakes, but as we're sharing how we learn from those mistakes, that's also powerful. But but powerful. But I think. You know, with that being said, one of the most important places to share mistakes with is our children. Hey, I'm sorry that, you know, this happened or, you know, I made a mistake here. And I want you to see that it is okay to make mistakes. It's okay to admit because, like, honestly, Um, You know for quite a few years there in my mindset it was not okay to make mistakes So I would pretend like I wasn't making mistakes, but that doesn't make the mistakes go away, right? It just is having resistance to mistakes and creating discord mentally and is what I believe happens
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and usually you tend to be making the same mistake if you don't face it
1: Yes, right. I agree. I love that. Now, uh yeah, Benjamin, please give us one, you know, book recommendation, one book recommendation and one uh tech recommendation. It could be an app that you use or, you know, any software or, you know, whatever, recording mm-hmm. device.
0: Yeah, so uh, I I I I recently found myself to really enjoy reading, you know, audiobooks. Um I found myself to learn more efficiently by listening to the to the audiobook instead of reading it. Um, so, but one one book that I recently are reading is *Things and Grow Rich* uh, by Napoleon Hill. That is a book that I have uh, visited multiple time. I, I, I am doing my best try to practice. You know what what it was teaching me. Um, truly, you know, if if you are seeking the new state of you, that is the book can transform you. To my, you know, in my opinions, Um, in terms of the tech tech recommendation, to be honest, I'm not super, you know, savvy savvy on you know technology or whatnot. But but um, if if there's one recommendation that I can give to everybody who are just getting started, really it's it's about go out and do what you love, make mistake and love every
1: bit of it. Yes, that's awesome. Great. And um, it's interesting. The two books that you brought up in this uh, interview here are the two books. I only I only review two books every year and, and it's Think and Go Rich and Rich Dad, Poor Dad because they're so important. And I think like there's a reason why you obsessed about Rich Dad, Poor Dad and read it over and over and over because – we want to understand everything that's in there and then apply it, right? And so now, think and grow rich is almost like the amount of information from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but like times a hundred, nearly. It seems there's so much; it's dense and jam packed with just like very valuable information. So I, I, I highly recommend that book as well. Um, so Benjamin, we're getting close to wrapping this up. Thank you so much again for for joining us. Um, now, you know, let me ask you this: Is how could I how could our audience support you? You know, is there a particular type of deal um, you're looking for, they can send your way or, uh, you know, how is the best way for them to follow you connect with you, uh, support you?
0: Sure. So I, uh, I I'm i a podcast host of MIT Capital, my set into transformation. Uh, please uh, come visit and really, um, you know, listen to some of our episode, I hope that uh, tremendous value that we're able to get from our guests can be shared to everybody here. Um, so, in um, and, and in additional, I I am also a active real estate syndicate uh, investor and apartment syndicator, right? So we work on Class B, um, basically B minus to B plus uh, value add apartment complex. Uh, we target 80 plus units um, properties. Our market mainly focusing on uh, in Dallas, Texas and Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so, if you have interest in investing in our deal, you can visit us at uh, MIT Multifamily with IS. So, multifamilies com. MIT Multifamilies uh, There, you will be able to find information and there's an investor portal. Feel free to sign up our uh, newsletter. Um, and learn, learn more about what we do. Um, there's also somewhere that, you know, on, on the website that you can schedule a call with me. Um, we can get into the topic um, of whatever you desire. Uh, if, if there's any, every, uh, any kind of, you know, issue, topic that I can be helpful with, I'll be happy to do that. Um, and Doc, thanks again for inviting me to the, to the show. I, I really enjoy our conversation.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome, Benjamin. I always enjoy ours as well, and you know, um, we'll definitely put a link to your website um, in in the uh, description. And um, I wanted have been meaning to tell you—your website is is beautiful. It is great. So you know, great job there. And um, but yeah, thanks again for joining us, Benjamin. I think with uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So thank you all for listening/slash viewing another episode of the Gentle Art of Crushing It. Thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.